0: On our way home folks, we have some police officers up ahead here, look like they're stopping people, so. Hey, how are you today? Good, how are you doing?
1: I'm fantastic, thank you. Cool. So the reason we're here is for the, uh can compliance on the uh, provincial health order for travel restrictions. Okay. Uh, what's your purpose for travel today?
0: Um, heading home. Okay, and where's home for you? I don't want to answer that.
1: Okay, why not?
0: Just don't feel I need to answer that question
1: well, actually, you do you have you have to let us know where you're coming from, what the purpose of travel is, and where you're going to
0: um i I'm not telling you where I'm coming from. I'm told you I'm going home okay yeah, I told him uh, i'm I'm heading home um, I was traveling for work, but I'm just okay. not comfortable saying where I'm where I'm going okay yeah well
1: fair enough you're on your way home and that you know what that's uh absolutely fine right yep so in any case I'm gonna get you to back up we're gonna send you on your way here perfect right and uh, I hope you understand that we're just out here trying to do our part for I get the, it. spread of the pandemic stuff here right so for sure but in yeah. any case I'll get you to back up and then we'll, I'll get you through here okay okay thank you Welcome back friends, Welcome back to Solutions Watch. I'm James Corbett of Corbettreport.com. And what you have just been watching is one of the latest videos from our good friend Dan Dix of pressfortruth.ca that I'm sure you'll know his work if you've been watching the Corbett Report for any length of time. Uh, and specifically, we're watching how to get through a COVID-1984 travel checkpoint with Press for Truth, uh, documenting an interesting little travel stop that uh, Dan and his wife were subjected to out there on the highway in, I'm assuming, beautiful British Columbia. We'll get the details on that in a moment, but of course today we're going to be talking about what I think will be a recurring theme on the Solutions Watch series, which is non-compliance. Uh, which can take many different forms and many different flavors and can be exemplified in many different ways. So I think it does behoove us to look at some examples of how this can be done and how easily it can be done, which I think might be surprising to people. Let's bring him on for this conversation. Dan Dix, thanks for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, man. It's always great to be on. Thank you. Awesome. All right, set the theme. Scene, set the scene for us, or the theme. Um, tell us what, where you were, what was happening, and uh, what we just witnessed there.
0: Sure. Well, it was about a week ago. Uh, my wife and I decided we needed to do a little bit of a, elite, a electronic detox, just to get away from all the the masked people and away from the electronics. And so I booked a, a, a nice, lovely little cottage on a lake for us to get away from it all. And we did just that. People may have noticed I haven't been posting for, for about a week, but on my way home, uh, getting uh, back from uh, this other health jurisdiction, they're calling them, um, I came across a, a checkpoint, an RCMP uh, checkpoint where they were telling me, we, we need to know where you were, and where you're going so we can figure out if this is for essential travel. And I just basically uh, said, I'm not going to tell you where I was. I'm not going to tell you uh, where my home is. And I held firm to that. Um, the the one guy seemed a little dumbfounded by coming across somebody who dared to question him. He said, you you have to tell me these things. You, you have to say this. And I said, well, I, I'm not going to. And so uh, they pulled me over into secondary. And uh, that's when, that's when uh, the uh, supervisor uh, basically asked the same questions. I said, you can ask all you want, and I'm still not going to give you the answers. And then they allowed me to go on my way. And uh, that, that was it. And that's, that's the beauty thing here is that, like you said, noncompliance is where it's at. That's all we have to do is literally just just say no and keep living our lives.
1: Uh, so, such a simple idea, isn't it? But still something that I think a lot of people in that position would be afraid to do, to say no to a police officer. No, uh, can I do that? Is the Does the word no belong in that vocabulary? Yes, it does. And here's an example of it. So, let's, let's uh, get the context here, because as a Canadian, I feel like I should be able to understand what's happening here. But not only have I been out of the country for... 17 years. But also, perhaps more importantly, I certainly am not there in COVID-1984 where everything's different. So I understand RCMP is, of course, the Canadian Federal Police Force, basically. So this is obviously under some sort of federal jurisdiction or so they are claiming. But what is a travel travel zone? What What, what is this? What are they trying to implement here? What's at least the theory behind what's going on here?
0: Um, The the B.C. government has issued uh, what they call is now a travel restriction um, because, uh, well, they keep saying the cases keep going up. Cases are going up. Cases are going up. As you and your audience already know, I'm sure cases are meaningless. Cases mean nothing. Um, But because they have these numbers coming in they have decided that nobody is allowed to travel uh, for um, recreational purposes and that it can only be um, within your health zone, they call it. So they've broken up British Columbia into four different zones, health zones, and you are allegedly supposed to not travel between these health zones unless it's for essential reasons, like you have to go to work or something like that. So um, I, I, I wanted to challenge this as a free... A Canadian, uh, we should be able to have the right to move unmolested by the state, especially when we've done nothing wrong. And especially in a time here where we can't even travel, we can't go on a vacation, we can't get away. I, I can't go, you know, to even other provinces right now. So at least I'm going to travel around within my own province of BC here. And they're trying to stop that. They're trying to stop that from happening now. And it's driving people absolutely cra- crazy. But um, like you said, people often are not aware of the fact that they can actually refuse these things and just say no. And even when the officer says, no, no, you have to tell me this, you just got to hold firm. And it's important to remain calm and and be polite. You can run into snags when you start getting, you know, a little bit aggressive with them. Um, They will just jump onto the defensive and you could run into some problems. Um, So that's uh, something important to remember if if you're going to try this yourself. Um, just to remain uh, peaceful, calm, courteous, um, but hold firm, and just just continue to hold firm. Uh, and because we, we, you know your rights, and so um, so so just stick to it.
1: Yeah, that was one of the reasons that I wanted to highlight this interaction in particular. Is because uh, the ones that tend to go viral and get seen millions of times are the ones where people are screaming in the officer's face, "Get out of here, Nazi!" That kind of thing. Um, is usually the way we see non-compliance being modeled, at least in the viral videos. Here's an example of non-compliance being modeled polite, courteous, but firm. You know your rights, you stick to them, you don't give the information, but you're not making a confrontation, you're not escalating. Now, I'm not here to police the way that people do this. If you are the type of person who gets angry and wants to show your righteous, justified anger at what's going on, do that, model that, be that. But... If you're not that type of person, you, you don't have to just cave and comply and do whatever the officer says. You can stand firm while being polite and courteous and not escalating the situation. That can happen too, and this is an example of that. Uh, finally, let's address the point that clearly when you get pulled over in that video, and I suggest people watch the full video because you show with no cut exactly what happened and how the whole process went um but they pull you over and then you have to wait a couple of minutes before they finally come over and talk to you clearly they're running your plates right so they know where you live anyway and presumably they're just checking to make sure that you are heading in that direction i mean uh what uh, wh- wh- how how deep do you think this this surveillance grid is go- going right now and what uh, how much do uh, our simply not telling them that information, how much of an effect does that have on really thwarting the ultimate goal here?
0: Well, um, I, I think uh, it, it is interesting. Um, I am going to actually uh, do this again. And I am going to do it in uh, in, in a different, a new way this time um, and not present any information this time. Uh, see, see, last time I said I was going home, as you suggested, as possible, they ran my plates, they figure out where I am, and they say, OK, you know what? We already know. uh, So let just let the guy go. Um, uh, Next time I want to say, well, I'm I'm not, no, I'm not telling you where I'm going. I'm not telling you where I was. And that's that. And um, see, uh, see just (laughs) where that goes from there. Um, So it's going to be interesting. It it should be interesting to see uh, on my next uh, uh, trip, which I'm going to probably do fairly soon at another one of these checkpoints and say, I'm not telling you where I'm going. I'm not telling you where I was. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens if, if they actually do force me to turn around or, or uh, you know, demand to see my identification, at which point I will also not give it to them. Um, I was prepared for all these things. None of them uh, came up, actually. Uh, I thought they were going to ask for ID, but they didn't. Um, so, yes, I'm prepared to try this uh, again, and we will challenge this. We'll, we will see uh, just how far uh, we can take this here and how far they are going to take it as well. Um, so stay tuned for that.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that, um, and I hope, of course, you take all the precautions for your own personal safety, including not just recording the interaction, but hopefully live-streaming it, if possible. We do not want another repeat of the Friedrichs, uh arrest at Bilderberg from a few years ago. So, at any rate, it is important that people do uh, know their rights and exercise them, because any right that you are not prepared to actually stand by and refuse an officer when they are illegally trying to search and seize you against the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Does that still exist? When they are trying to um, pry information out of you that it is not their right to know, we have to say no. Otherwise, you don't have those rights. The only rights you have are the ones that you are willing to stick up for. So... I'm very glad that you were able to model this. Again, I hope people will get this video and spread it to others. I know it's not as sexy and exciting as the no, you know, Nazi go home kind of videos. But I think this type of video is extremely valuable for showing people there are more than one ways, uh, one way to uh, non-comply, to not comply with uh, uh, illegal demands. And this is a good example of that. So thank you for doing that. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the next example. And hopefully, Hopefully it will proceed in a similar manner. At any rate, um, I'm sure that uh, my listeners will, and viewers will be behind you and supportive of you in that effort. Um, of course, we will direct people again to pressfortruth.ca, where I know you are covering all the different aspects of the Canadian COVID-1984 situation. Uh, can you tell us anything else you're working on or what uh, recent coverage you've had that you'd like to direct people's attention to?
0: You know, I'm just kind of taking it day by day. I'm pretty excited about yesterday's video, to be honest. Uh, the the uh, the um, the security checkpoint uh, video, and um, yeah, I'm just taking it day by day. I just interviewed a, a guy a couple hours ago who started a Druther's newspaper. That's really taking off. They've they've distributed like almost 700,000 newspapers, and they've only been in operation for six months. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, things are escalating so quickly and crazily around here that. By tomorrow, I'm sure there's going to be no shortage of crazy things to cover. Um, In in Alberta, I just got an email from a guy saying in Alberta, they now have to present actual medical uh, uh, papers in order to enter a grocery store without a mask on. It's getting really, really crazy. Um, So I'll probably be reporting on that one tomorrow. But uh, yeah, just taking it day by day for now, James.
1: Absolute insanity. And I thank you for standing up and documenting it while we still can. You'll see 10 and others obviously coming for independent media in Canada. So people in Canada and around the world, but especially in Canada, need to support the Canadian independent media while it is still there, documenting the things that the mainstream media will not show you. So Dan Dix, my hat's off to you for doing this, for modeling this type of interaction, for putting it out there for people to uh, to understand and to see. Uh, thank you for doing what you do.
0: Oh, it's, it's my pleasure, uh, James. Thank, thank you. Uh, so that's how you do it guys. don't worry about these slugs. don't worry about it. continue to live your life. go and do the things you need to do and want to do and uh, just ignore these guys. forget about it. It's all good. Everything's always an offer. Yes, everything is always an offer. Like I said, yeah um, you can ask me questions sure go ahead fire away. ask me anything you want but uh, I'm not gonna tell you nothing. <laughs> and here we are on our way home, which was none of his business, and he doesn't know now, because that's how you